a melanated mom, working hard as can be. I show up for my children while showing up for me. I'm a melanated, melanated, melanated mom. Hey, mamas. Okay, so which one of you are ready to start a podcast? Don't raise your hand because I can't see you, but I can tell you some of the amazing things that Anchor has to offer you in terms of making a podcast. First of all, Anchor is the easiest way that you could ever record your podcast. It's free. They have tons of creation tools for you to use right from your phone or your computer. They will also help you distribute your podcast so you have to do no extra legwork and it can be heard on places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many other listening platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need all in one place. So if you're ready to get started, go download the Anchor app for free at anchor.fm. And guess what? I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, mamas. What is going on? I feel like I have not met you guys at the top of the podcast to just talk about life. Just talk about whatever's going on with me. If you can't hear that, I'm on the struggle bus. I'm sick. I've been sick for like, I don't know. It's been a good eight days now. I feel like it's been a good 80 years. And let me retract my statement. I am not sick. I am under the weather. I don't like to use the word sick. Um, yes, under the weather, this whole house has been under the weather for about the same amount of time. Every single person in the house had a fever. I mean, it's crazy. I'm ready to get back to normal life. If I was just in here recovering by myself, laying in the bed, watching all my favorite shows, oh, how grand that would be. But I'm in here recovering with three other people who need all the attention And yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. School, work, whatever. I'm I'm ready to get out of this house. So I think today is the day. My kids, I think, were much better yesterday because they were a lot more rambunctious, like moving around and stuff. So I think we're going to make it. We're going to make it out of these doors today. So I'm excited about that. This podcast today, you guys, is great. Um, Oh, let me mention this, by the way, too. Because, you know, every week is a thing that I'm not doing like I'm supposed to. So I um, sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, I put the podcast up to just publish on its own at midnight. I do it every week, you guys. That crap never works. It never publishes at midnight. Well, just yesterday, it published at midnight or today, this morning or whatever. And I wasn't done. Of course, it published at midnight because I wasn't done. I didn't have the intro music on it. I didn't have this part, of course, because I'm doing it right now. I had nothing else on the podcast. Shout out to my 10 faithful listeners who have already listened to this incomplete podcast. (laughs) Forgive me. Um, I got on the NyQuil last night and I was out. So wasn't done. Um, It's done now. And I hope you still enjoy it. Um, So the guest that I have for you today... I don't want to tell you that much because I don't really want to ruin what you're getting ready to hear because it is, to me, excellent information. Um, This podcast for me is all about us being better, showing up better for our children, showing up better for ourselves. And this is one of those tools that I feel like will help us. 
You don't have to be in a situation where you, um, I, I don't even want to tell you more about that because if I say that, then I'm giving the podcast away. But anyway, my guest today is from the podcast Unmothered and Unbothered. So you probably have an idea of what that is about. Her name is Precious Dentina. She is fabulous. She tells us um, not a little bit, but a lot about her story. She's very open. She shares openly about her relationship with her mother. And like I said, I think that it can only make you better. Um, I feel like I learned a lot from what she had to say. And it just makes me wake up and want to be better in every way and do the things that I need to do to be strong and healthy and to be um, just mentally stable to raise my children and mentally stable to show up for my family because we want to raise people who are going to go out into the world and feel strong and confident about who they are. And so um, I think that when we have our lives together, you know, we always say that if mama ain't okay, ain't nobody okay. Like when we have ourselves, our mental state together, our emotional state together, we raise um, people who can go out and do anything. And so I, I think that it's very important for us to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do to keep ourselves in those spaces where we are happy and healthy. So please tune in and listen to Precious today and all of Precious in- Precious's information is in the show notes and she also gives it at the end of the podcast. Please go follow her um, and become part of her groups because like I said, she is amazing and I am um, looking so forward to you guys hearing what she has to say. All right, y'all. I'm out. I hope you have a good day. Hey, send some prayers up for me because, you know, like I'm recovered, but I ain't recovered, recovered. So I need like a couple of prayers to get all the way over this hump. All right. Have a great day. I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, mamas. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Melanated Mom podcast, where we raise creative, innovative, and independent thinkers. But in the process, we don't want to forget about ourselves. We are also important. So we explore how to keep our our dreams and our visions alive while we're raising our children. Today, I have a very good episode for you, in my opinion, because it talks to how we structure the relationships with our children, which is important. There's no mothers if we don't have the relationships with our children. So today, I have Precious Dentina from the Unmothered, Unbothered podcast, and I'm going to let her tell, I'm not going to even tell you what her podcast is about. I'm going to let her tell you that as well. But Precious has an interesting story to share with us today. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this interview and excited for you to see how you can structure those bonds so that they will last us a lifetime. Precious, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, say hey to the mamas. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Precious? Oh, thank you so much. So my name is Precious Detina, and I am by day a high school special education teacher. Um, but I am also the host of the Unmothered and Unbothered podcast. And so my podcast is just a place where I am creating 
a community for women like myself who struggle with the mother-daughter relationship, whether um, it was from maternal abandonment or whether it was neglect, um, whether there was some type of abuse or there was a narcissistic relationship. I um, create a, an environment and just a culture surrounding my podcast where we can, as women, deal with uh, the damage that comes with it. Um, some of the residuals that are left over that we don't realize are still there as adults. And it's a very, very healthy, healthy, um, productive environment. It's not a negative place, my podcast. It's, it's a very positive place where we speak about how we feel. And ultimately, I always say that it's time for us to forgive, heal, and thrive so that we do not um, linger in those feelings and linger in the animosity or resentment that we may have for our moms, but instead we kind of learn how we can uh, forgive, heal, and thrive and move on and have a healthy life. I was blown away the first time that I listened to the podcast, guys. So you have to make sure that you make it over and listen to it, even if you don't have any issues with your own mother. I was telling Precious before we got on the call that, um, the mother-daughter relationship is an interest, interesting one anyway, mm -hmm. even without any problems or any issues. So I think it is healthy and good for us to listen to these conversations. And like she said, it's not coming from a negative standpoint. So please spend some time over on Precious's podcast and listen to what she has to say about the mother-daughter relationship. I think it will really bless you. Thank you. So we're going to um, jump right into the podcast. I want Precious to tell us a little bit about her story so that you can get a better understanding about why she created this podcast in the first place. Sure. So I just want to say thank you, first of all, for creating a place for mothers to uh, kind of talk with each other. I don't have kids, um, but I to me, being a mother, I often say on my podcast, it seems like the most important job in the world. And I hats off to all you moms out there. I commend you. Um, I just want to thank you for creating a space where women can talk and they can be free to learn more. Um, so I, just a little brief history. I was born and raised in Westchester County, New York. And um, I am the youngest of my mom's two boys. And then my dad has a, I have a sister on my dad's side. She's older, so I'm the baby on both ends. And um, my mother um, raised me on and off until I was about five. And then family stepped in because she suffered um, with alcoholism and drug addiction. And um, she wasn't capable of taking care of me and my brother's and uh it was really really tough on us me and my brothers have never been raised in the same home for longer than a few years because no one wanted to take all three of us so we were kind of uh, spread out a little bit and um the homes that i lived in were not always the best environment for a child um, and so some of the worst years that i've experienced in my life were when i lived with a cousin uh, for about five years when I left my grandmother's home. And when I was 16, I moved from um, New York to Alabama to Birmingham, where my father has resided his entire life. And I kind of met him. I always say, I'm hesitant to say met him at the age of 16, 
because I do remember meeting him when I was around five. I was really, really young, um, but it was more so of a just a, hey, how are you? But uh, I came back into his life at the age of 16 when I moved from Westchester uh, County, New York to Birmingham, Alabama. And he was very receptive. He realized that he hadn't been around and he um, apologized for not um, stepping up and doing more. And, you know, since that day, he has been amazing. He's been great. He really changed my life, um, turned it around. And I was able to, you know, finally live the life that a teenager lives, which is um, not worrying about what I'm going to eat or buying my own clothing or, you know, no one not caring about my whereabouts. So my life was much, much better then. And then I graduated from high school. I went on to college, et cetera, et cetera. And here I am um, hosting this podcast because for me, it's very important to be able to allow women like myself to discuss the hurt and the pain that we feel, uh, that we experienced, that um, we need healing from. I think uh, society, and specifically in the African-American culture, it's a little bit taboo to talk negatively about a mother. Um, And so I always tell people I don't speak negatively about my mom. I just speak the truth about her. And she, um, (laughs) believe it or not, listens to my podcast. Um, She has no problem with me telling my truth. And um, she actually recommends other people to listen to it because she's really more proud of of what I'm doing than anything. Um, And I've said on my show and I've said to her that I appreciate her um, not being upset about it and not being selfish and wanting me to keep my story to myself because it may make her look better. She doesn't mind that my truth may paint her in a certain light because she realizes that that's my story. Um, And so I do believe that in confronting some of the damage that we have um, been dealt, which is, I mean, it it can be just debilitating um, to some, but confronting it, because like you said, the mother-daughter relationship is like the most important relationship. So imagine your lives without. If you've had an amazing mom and she's still in your life, you know, you talk to her every day or very often, um, or you have done that in the past, just imagine you not having had that ever. And so it's a relationship that when there, it's, it's not there, you do feel the void. And you don't really realize in, in the, diff- the different ways that your life is affected. So for me, I want to make sure that I use my experiences to allow women to discuss how they feel hurt, how they may feel abandoned, how they may feel angry, frustrated, and have some feelings of resentment towards their mom. I want them to be able to discuss that, but I don't want to hold on to it. Um, I don't want them to let it fester. I want to discuss it um, so that we can begin the forgiving process and ultimately heal and thrive in life, which is what I have done. And um, I try to encourage and coach other women to do the same. So um, it's very important that women that listen to your show may hear things too, because what I don't, what I think a lot of people think is that if you didn't have an abusive mother who, who um, outrightly beat you or cursed you 
um, or neglected you and, and didn't meet your needs. If you didn't have that kind of mother, then this, my podcast isn't for you. But the truth of the matter is that there are some amazing mothers out there that are great, that they try every single day to be the best mother that they can be to their child or their children, but they do some things that they may or may not know um, they should not do or say some things. And they wouldn't know it, but it, it may have really stuck with their child, specifically their daughter, since that's what I discussed. And um, they don't realize it. They don't realize that it traumatized their child or that their child holds resentment towards them years later. So this show is, my podcast is not about just horrible, horrible moms who, who didn't do their jobs, but it's just about all moms who, whether you um, purposefully, like you, you knew that you were hurting your child or some mothers who don't really realize it. It's for everyone so that we can stop this cycle and we won't have a generation of women like myself that are, are trying to rebuild ourselves. That's basically what my show is about. And we have to get to a place where we realize that we don't always do the right things, but it doesn't come with an instru instruction manual. So no one is expecting anybody to be perfect. That's the thing. Um, I have a, like a really big problem with people who cannot present as transparent right. because this is the thing that is going to help the relationship with your children when you're able to say that hey I was stuck in some of these same situations and how you handled it because whatever you are today you haven't always been that mm -hmm. so I think that like you're saying that it doesn't necessarily always have to be that you were a horrible person and you just didn't take care of your children sometimes it's just that you didn't listen <laughs> Uh -huh. that you decided that you had to have your way all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things are hurtful as well because you're not allowing your child to express themselves the way that, that they express themselves, which may not be the way that you express yourself. So, um, you know, what happens to people who do that? They go into their shells. They just decide that they won't speak, that they mm -hmm. won't have a voice. And then that transfers to other areas of their life. So I like that you said that this has nothing to do with being a bad parent. It has to do with trying to be a better parent is what exactly, it's actually exactly. really about. So exactly. yeah. I, I definitely appreciate you saying that. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, like you said, you are not a mom yet, but you know, you know what you would like to get from a mother. So in your experience, what are some of the things that you could tell the moms that they could do right now today? to make sure that they are um, forming healthy relationships with their daughters? That's a great question. So being a high school teacher and just being one of those teachers that um, fosters relationships with my students, I could write a book about what I hear every day, but I, I will say that <clears throat> it's okay for, you, for your kids to know that you don't know everything, that you don't have it all together, that you um, know the answer to everything. It's okay to let them know when, my biggest thing is letting them know or let, letting your kids know when you're wrong, when you, when you realize you've, you've made a mistake doing something. Um, and I don't think you have to wait till they're older to do that. I think that even when they're younger, you make it a habit of apologizing, you know, when you have done something wrong, when you assumed something, when you blamed your child for something, or I think it's okay to apologize to them. I think that it, it's good to see, for you to see your parents trying um, and fumbling 
and then coming back and saying that you you know i'm sorry i thought this and i was wrong because it takes away some of that resentment because a lot of times you know what my mom what i would hear from my mom she never admitted any wrongdoing and, and we know that you weren't there so you know my my anger with her for years was always what do you why, why do you act as if i shouldn't be upset my mom had a way of making it seem like she didn't understand why I was so angry with her. She just didn't get it. And I just couldn't believe that she didn't get it. I mean, you weren't around, you know, you left us to be raised by people who didn't care about us. It, you went years without knowing whether we were um, eating, sleeping, dead or alive, to be quite honest. And I couldn't understand why she didn't get that. So I think just letting, letting your kids know that, um, I, I'm wrong. I was wrong or I am wrong or, you know, I saw that in a different way and, and I apologize for that. Letting your kids know that something is not their fault. A lot of times we do think things are our fault. I, I, I struggled for years wondering like, did, okay, was it me? I'm the only girl. I'm the youngest. Did she just not want a, a daughter? Um, I have a different dad than my brother's like, is it because of my dad? And thank God that I just was always the type of person to be able to sit and get to myself and kind of rationally think things through and realize that it wasn't me because she wasn't there for my brothers either. But, you know, we need to know it makes us question ourselves when you won't admit. Parents don't admit when they realize that they're wrong or something is not their kid's fault. Um, I think that it's very important to not project, this is a big one I see, not to project your um, insecurities and your fears on your kids. Um, that one, I think a lot of people do, and I'm sure I do it, not to my, my kids, because I don't have any, but probably the friendships or even my students. But a lot of times you hinder your kids. Kids don't have this same fear. They don't, they don't experience these things. They haven't experienced things yet. But when you have and you kind of place your fear and you say things like, you sure you want to do that? Or I don't know if I want you to go there. Then, you know, kind of a red flag goes up for your kids and they're like, oh, well, I wasn't worried about this or that, but now I am. And it's, it's because I think that you are protective of your kids and you, you know, you want the best for them and you don't want them to stray. But a lot of times parents project fears and insecurities into their kids. Um, that don't exist for their kids yet can be a real hindrance. I even see that when it's time to go to college. Um, one thing for my mother, my mom thought that I could not have possibly experienced um, hardships in life because I was so young. And that is something I also hear from my students. Parents just think that because we're teenagers and we don't have to work and pay bills that we shouldn't have any worries. And we have plenty of worries. And I remember feeling the same way, you know, when my mom would say, you haven't been through nearly what I've been through. You know, I don't know why you're complaining. And she had no clue. Well, I had gone through things that I shouldn't have gone through at that age because I was too young. Um, and, and it's the same thing. So never assume that, you know, your kids have no issues. They, should, they shouldn't have to worry about things, but the reality is, you know, they do. And I see that every, every day with my kids. Um, and that's one of the most important things. But you hit on the biggest one, too, the transparency.
you just want to let your kids know that you see them and you see yourself and you're, you're sorry, you apologize, you own up when you're wrong. That is huge. That is huge. That is huge. Um, even as a teacher, if I give someone detention and I find out it was the wrong kid, I mean, I make sure to apologize in the same manner in which, you know, I punished. If I did it in front of the class, I, I apologize in front of the class. That's just what I do. Um, I also want parents to see this, and I know you do see it, but I know the impact of it, you will never know until you think back to your childhood. The biggie, biggie, biggie is to know that you're, everything that happens to kids and all of us when we're kids, it lasts a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Every single thing, it lasts a lifetime. I mean, we can all sit and think back to um, just something that happened when we were kids that we shouldn't even be able to remember. But for whatever reason, we do. And it's just, I know that parents who want to be great parents, I know that you're not intentionally doing anything to harm your kids or hurt them, but just keep that at the forefront. You know, everything that happens in your childhood affects you for the rest of your lives. And I want to take a second and say, I've been through a lot with my mom. I've been through a lot in life, but I am not the type that has like resentment towards mothers and I'm just, I'm bashing women. I love mothers. I love the parents that call me and they're like helicopter moms about their kids. And they're like, I need to know this. I love that because I didn't have it. So I, I encourage all of you to continue to do your best, to be the best moms you can be. Um, and to, I, I can't imagine, like I said, hand, hats off to you guys because I can just see that being a mother is a really, really a parent, but being a mom is a tough, tough job. So I commend you for it. And I know there's no handbook. There's, there's no guidelines to go by and it's scary, but these kids, and we all grow up to be adults. We feel everything from childhood. So as long as you're open to realize that you're not the person that knows everything about being a parent, and you're willing to do the work to be the best parent, I think that you'll be okay. That is really good advice, Precious. Uh, I agree with so many things that you said, um, especially as African-Americans, I think that it's just in us and no fault of ours because we had to live in a place like going back to slavery where things were fearful. So mm -hmm. people did parent from a fear base. Um, just trying to keep their kids alive, basically. Right. But um, although we deal with some stuff now, you know, we, we still got our issues that we deal with as far as uh, racial inequality, but we are in a different place. So we have to learn how to let some of that fear-based parenting go because mm -hmm. our children are able to grow and have opportunities that, you know, I know that my parents didn't have. Um, even opportunities that I didn't have, my kids are, that are available to them. So we can't always look at um, life in such a fearful way. And I know that is super hard. It's mm -hmm. hard for me. You mm -hmm. know, I don't want to let my kids walk around the corner by themselves. Right. But I also realize that there's growth in that because the things that I'm putting into them and teaching them about being able to do something as simple as walking around the corner is that I'm giving them tools to learn how to be adults. 
Yeah. And if we're always holding their hand and if we're always saying, oh, I don't know if you want to do that, then how are we training them to ever go into a place where they can make decisions for themselves? And that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. You ain't going to live with me forever. You know, so Bye. you have to learn how to <laughs> get out there and make some stuff happen. So I, I definitely can resonate with that one. That it's, it's a big one. And I know that is hard. It's not an easy thing to do, but we have to find the little ways to let go so that so that these kids have a chance to experience life the way that they want to experience it. My experience right. may be much different than their experience. So right. I definitely appreciate you saying that. And I wanted to say this too. This one, this is another one. Sometimes you, you see your kids and they're, they have straight A's and, um, or they, what, you know, depending on their grade, I don't know how elementary kids are graded now, but whether they, they're getting good marks, on the report card, they may be mannerable, they may, you know, do their chores, they may seem very, very happy. It doesn't matter. They still can be dealing with something because one one breakthrough me and my mom had, I mean, and this was just within this year, um, and I'm 38, so this is years of work. She said, you know, I never, I, I was confused about your anger towards me not being there because you, you just have thrived in life. You turned out so well. I just thought that you were unaffected by my absence. Mm -hmm. Now that changed the game for me. It changed the game because I was able to see from her perspective. I've gone to college. I have a bachelor's. I have two masters. I, you know, have, I'm gainfully employed. And thank God I'm in my right mind. But she just assumed that I was doing amazingly and the fact that she wasn't there didn't affect me because she didn't see it. It, it, you know, but that I was dealing with things emotionally and still am, you know, on the inside. And I just happened to be strong enough to still thrive in life without letting it bog me down. And that can be the same way for, for your kids. Sometimes you don't think anything's wrong because they're, they're faring well in your eyes. And I have an episode just because I'm carrying it doesn't mean it's not heavy. You know, you, you just want to take time and just ask your kids, how are you? You okay? What's going on with you? Sit down and talk to them and you'll be very surprised about the answer you get. That's good too. I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, even like as young as, elementary school that the things that plague them like you were saying before I'm just recalling this is that you're saying that um thinking that kids don't have any problems mm -hmm. well you know kids don't have adult problems mm -hmm. high school if they are in high school and someone has teased them or someone has um cyber bullied them or whatever that is a big problem to them mm -hmm. just because they're not paying bills and working right. three jobs or doing this or doing that doesn't mean that they don't have problems. So their problems might not look like our problems, but exactly. that doesn't make them any less of a problem at 16 or 17 years old. It's still a problem. So I do appreciate you bringing that up too, bringing that up as well, because we have to be aware that at some point you were 16 or 17 years old too. And you didn't have adult problems either. So I mean, right. because right. it doesn't look like your issue doesn't mean it's not an issue. So I, I definitely can resonate with that as well. Right. Absolutely. And the best thing, you know, I could say in closing, um, as far as what I would suggest is if you're damaged, you know, if you, if you know that you're a parent now, but you have some residuals from childhood left over, 
maybe you didn't need to, it wasn't as pressing to look into them or get therapy or counseling or go to your pastor, whatever it may be for you. Maybe that wasn't as important until you were a parent because a lot of times you're pressing on in life and you're just going through trying to make, you know, ends meet. And you don't realize as a parent how damaged you are and how your damage is spilling over onto your kids. So it may be time to look into some of those things that, you know, you don't want, you didn't want to dig up before, but before you pass it on, you want to look into it. Girl, and let me tell you, we all got something because with each child, I have just gotten better because you see some stuff. You just start to realize some things and you say, you know, I have a 24 year old as my oldest and my youngest is five. So when I had my 24-year-old and I was 21 years old, I was still working out a lot of stuff. So I, I did a lot of stuff that I would never do today. Right. <laughs> so if we can see that self stuff in ourselves early enough and catch it, hey, go get some therapy. Go sit down and talk to somebody. Um, do some journaling. You know, get in church. Have some people pray over you. Yeah. But take care of it, you know, and I, I um, think that a lot of people just like you said, we just keep running the rat race and we just keep mm-hmm. moving on. But no, you just building on top of that stuff. You you have to take care of it in order not to pass it down to your children and them to pass it down to their children. Just generational curses. There's no reason. Exactly. Yeah. It's time to it's time to break those curses and it's time to um, to just be the best you can be so that you can be the best parent to your, to your kids. And, and you may think I'm doing that now. I am, I'm doing that. I mean, I, but you, if you really just be honest and think about maybe something you could work on, whether it's not, apo- not apologizing, maybe you were not raised to apologize. You know, maybe it's what I say goes, you know, that type thing. And times just have changed a little bit. So, you know, I, I hats off cause I'm terrified to be a mother. It is very <laughs> sounding, honey. I, I commend you guys because I know it's tough as a whole human being or three that you have to raise into this amazing person. So I can only imagine. Yeah, it's not easy, but on the same note, it's not impossible. So it, like you said, if you recognize something in yourself, you see that it's a problem, sit down and do something about it, you know, and, um, I'm, I'm just real big on that, like taking care of stuff. I, yes. the, the reason I started this podcast is because I started parenting again. My youngest daughter is five. Mm-hmm. I had her when I was in my 40s. So, mm-hmm. girl, I was struggling. And mm-hmm. I just was struggling about when I was going to be able to, um, like, have my own life, like, really claim wow. my identity. And I started to say, girl, you have to do that now because the, the fact of the matter is, is that you do have children late in life. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a vision. So I think that we just need to make sure that we're being mindful of also taking care of ourselves. And a lot of times we don't do that. And that causes problems on the other end too, because you're so frustrated, you know? So um, there's just so many little pieces to it. And, And like you said, if we really sit down and think about some stuff, and if we're really honest with ourselves, which a lot of people won't do, Mm-hmm. then you can find some stuff to work on. We all got stuff to work on. Yes. So, yes. you know, if, yes. if, if you could make it better for your child by working on something yourself, I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. I, I want to Absolutely. do that with my life because they deserve better. So. Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. Please tell my audience where they can find out more about your podcast and where they can find you on social media. Sure, I sure will. Um, so I have an Instagram page. It's 
unmothered unbothered podcast that's the at sign at unmothered unbothered podcast and i have a facebook page the unmothered and unbothered podcast and within that page you can join a private group um, if you yourself um, you know may feel like there's some more work that you want to do as a mom as pertain as it pertains to your relationship with your mother um, or if you just feel like, hey, I want to make sure I don't go down a certain path, you can join that private group. And um, my podcast is everywhere. You can listen everywhere. It's unmothered and unbothered. And it's not the word and it's the plus sign. Um, and you can find me anywhere. And my email is unmothered, A-N-D, unbothered at Gmail. And I look forward to um, hearing us on the interview and I hope you guys really really enjoyed it short and sweet to the point um, but definitely uh, a lot of knowledge packed in here and I hope that you guys enjoy listening to it well look if they didn't enjoy it I enjoyed it for sure thank you so <laughs> much for coming on and talking to me today precious and take thank care you. thank you so much Hi mamas, I'm here to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to record a podcast and they give everything you need in one place for free. So you can spend that extra money to treat yourself. You can record any episode from your phone or your computer. I've used my phone to create every single episode so far. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it always sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you, and it can be easily heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app today at anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It's the easiest way to record a podcast. Go on and give it a try. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Melanated Mom Podcast. Let's stay connected. Read my blogs over at melanatedmom.com. Stay connected with me on Facebook at melanated-mom, on IG at melanatedmompodcast, and my new Twitter account at melanatedmom1. Talk to you soon.